The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about this month's MarTech news. Joining us is Juan Mendoza, who is the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter, which is a weekly email newsletter to help you navigate the marketing and technology industry. With thousands of subscribers from the world's largest companies, the MarTech Weekly serves as our newsletter here on the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Juan and I have talked about why I decided to give him the MarTech newsletter business. And yesterday we talked about his top three MarTech stories, which were MarTech spending, Netflix ads, and AI-generated creative. Today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about Apple making inroads into the ad business. All right, here's the last part of my monthly sit-down with Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly. Juan, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hello, hello. Good morning. It's 8 o'clock a.m. in sunny Australia. No one, it's 3 o'clock in sunny California. (laughs) Maybe it's the same thing. It's a big world out there. And you know who is the brand that is most dominant and most pervasive everywhere in the world? We have it all in our pocket. It's Apple. And they're making huge changes into one business unit that they've said they were not going to prioritize, that they stood against. Apple are privacy-centric phones. They're looking out for our best interest. They're making sure that those dirty marketers don't understand where we are and what we're doing. But all of a sudden, they're getting in their own advertising business. One, what the hell is going on? Well, it's a good question, but I've got a question for you, Ben. How long does it take you to drive from your house to the Apple headquarters there in San Francisco? Half an hour, 45 minutes or so. I'm in the peninsula, so it's not too far away. Yeah, it's not too bad. Now, it's only about 25 minutes, I think, down Bayshore Freeway from Apple's headquarters to Meta's headquarters. Now, these two companies are worlds apart, but they're so geographically close. But when it comes to privacy, and the changes in the advertising industry, there's a lot happening between these two companies. Now, you've got Meta, who's been around for, say, 20 years now, maybe a little bit less. They've revolutionized ads. For the first time, they gave small to medium enterprises and businesses the ability to target customers at scale with social media advertising across Facebook, Instagram, and in other areas. On the other side, you've got Apple, who's a hardware and software business. That's what they do. They build the iPhone that's in my hand, and the software that's on my computer. But now they're moving into ads. What does that mean for Meta? 
they're screwed. <laughs> well, we could say they're screwed, but one of the most important things about these two companies is how Apple is cutting off the life support of Meta's ability to track and target customers while also secretly, well, not so secretly, building their own advertising network. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. The Financial Times actually just did a recent study looking at Apple's ad business. And we'll talk about the privacy stuff in a minute and what Apple's doing in that space because it's very important to the industry. But let's have a look at Apple's ad business first. The Financial Times are saying that Apple is set to make more than $30 billion by 2026, which is a little bit over a quarter of what Meta's making in ad revenue recently in 2021. Most people think this type of growth is entirely reasonable for Apple. They could build a huge ad business and they could take a lot of customers away from the likes of Google and Meta in the online advertising industry. But I do think there is some challenges for Apple ahead. And the first one is privacy. So let's talk about privacy for a minute. Apple has made their claim that they are the privacy-centric hardware and that things like giving your email away, they've solved for password protection. But the sort of underlying part of what the web is built on is this notion of data sharing and cookies and the ability for marketers to be able to target you to sell products and services. Apple seems to be talking out of both sides of their mouth here, saying that advertisers shouldn't have access to data, except they have access to data and they seem to be using it. Talk to me about what you think about Apple's privacy stance. There's a few different directions here. So the one direction that Apple's gone down is brand. So if you go into San Francisco at the moment, almost every second billboard you'll see is somebody holding an iPhone up with the headline, privacy, that's iPhone. So Apple's creating this really interesting brand position to say that you know privacy is a fundamental human right. And as a company, our job is to protect your privacy. Really what they're saying there is the only brand that can really protect your privacy, it's not Google, it's not Meta, it's not anyone else, it's not Microsoft, it's us. We can protect your privacy. So there's a brand message that's going out to market. The second is all the technologies that Apple's been building around this. So a few that come to mind are the Apple tracking transparency. So that gives the user a choice if they want an app to track them. And it's very specific. It's saying ask to track or ask not to track and you can decline. Now that had a huge impact on how users use their apps and what they opt into there. Not a lot of people are opting into that prompt. Big change in the ad tech industry, particularly in mobile and app because it really limits how much you can actually collect from users to use for targeting and ads. Not new news. Apple made it harder for marketers to get access to data. Talk to me about what they're doing in advertising. And are they basically copying what Facebook has done and replacing them? Are they just thinking about promoting individual apps? What is their actual ad strategy? Well, at this point, it's not super clear. But what is clear is that they are making a lot of money through their existing offerings. So where Apple has started is in the App Store. So at the moment, they've got ads running when you search for an app. So there's placements for apps within just the search results itself. So that's almost like Google in that way in terms of how they're running ads. But now they're going moving into a few other areas, looking at placements within the App Store newsfeed, if you want to call it that, where you can go through, see the features of the day. So there'll be ad placements in there. And there'll be ad placements in category pages as well, eventually. So they're starting to encroach more ad inventory into their App Store environment. So I think that's one thing, but they do have a few other areas. One of them is Apple News. Now, Apple News has been pretty notorious for having really bad ads, like non-targeted, not specific to the user at all. So Apple News is another area where they potentially could go into, and then they could also move into other areas. So one really good tell is when you go into your settings in your iPhone, there should be an ad there to download one of their services, whether it be fitness or 
the Apple One subscription or something else, Apple iTunes. So they're starting to put placements even within the experience of the software in the phone in your settings. So you can see that Apple's even just starting to experiment with their own services or where they can better place their ad inventory within the iPhone or the Mac experience. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. You know where I'm most excited to see Apple ads? Don't say your watch, please. No, absolutely not my watch. No, I don't want ads on my watch. I want ads in the podcast app store. Mm. I want to be able to promote the MarTech podcast, and I want to be able to promote it based on what other podcasts people are subscribing to. But really what I want to be able to do is target people based on their job, right? I work in a specific industry. Talk to me about what we know about Apple's ability to do segmentation. Obviously, they have a tremendous amount of data, location-based data. They've got all your PII in terms of addresses and checkouts and logins, but Apple's not LinkedIn. They don't necessarily know where you work. So what are some of the ways that you can use Apple's existing data to target? The really interesting thing about the possibilities of what Apple can target I think it's a really interesting conversation to have because if you think about your iPhone, it's probably the most personal computing device that you will ever own. It knows where you are. It knows your search preferences. If you're using Spotlight Search within the iPhone experience, it knows all the photos and it scans your photos. I was even looking last night through my photos and I had a photo of the Space Needle actually when I was in Seattle and Apple automatically tracked that photo and gave me more information about the Space Needle. So your photos, your location, and all of your behavior across all of the apps that you use, you can see that there's just endless possibilities for Apple to create really detailed profiled segments on you. Now, are they going to do that? They haven't said anything that they're going to actually go to that level of granularity or detail. We may at one stage get to a point where you can actually target people by their job on the podcast store. That would be wonderful. So if you look at all of the available options to Apple, the world is their oyster. But 
In terms of what they can do, right now, the targeting options are very limited. Like I mentioned, it's only in the App Store. There's some very specific criteria that you can target with. But I could see that growing over time. And as you mentioned before, in our previous episode about Netflix and how they're running with ads, it may not be that hyper-targeted advertising they're trying to go for. It may be more sort of broad-based advertising across brand. Apple's always taken a premium position in the market. And I think they'll probably do something similar here as well. It's a premium inventory. It's a premium spot for advertisers to chase down. And it may not be extremely targeted as we've seen with platforms like Meta and Google. So Juan, let me tell you my theory. Facebook buys Oculus and they've got a bunch of data off the back of Apple and their phones and they're basically getting into the hardware game. So what does Apple do? They pull the lifeline, they pull the plug. And I think that a lot of this is, yes, sure, it's about advertising. I think that this is all a little bit of a shell game. And what Apple is really trying to do is protect their long-term dominance in hardware and they're stopping companies like Facebook from getting penetration when it comes to AR and VR, which is probably the next iteration of hardware. Apple's money is made in the hardware industry. How much do you think that the advertising inroads are actually just, I don't know, pulling the wool over our eyes while Apple continues to dominate the hardware industry? Well, if you look at the number of users that have subscribed to an Apple service, so those are things like Apple Music, Apple Fitness, and go on and on, Apple News Plus, they've added 545 million subscribers to their services in just five years. And still doesn't make it impactful to their bottom line relative to the iPhone. They're a hardware company. Well, my question for you, Ben, did you watch the Apple event last week? No, I missed it. I was traveling. But I'm not buying the iPhone 14. It's no different than the iPhone 13. Exactly. That is exactly my point. But I will buy the sunglasses. <laughs> That's yet to be seen. And sure, there's all this news about an Apple car and potentially sunglasses and all this VR work and AR work. But what I'm saying is that Apple's iPhone, its cornerstone product, and the, it's what made it so successful, turned it into a trillion dollar business, is in a stage of incrementalism. There's not a lot of change here. But what they are moving into is services. Now, as I said, 545 million subscribers in only five years. Now, if we look at that compared to, say, something like Amazon, that's almost double the amount of paying prime subscribers to Amazon. So when you have a huge base of an audience like that, you've got more than 500 million people that are paying for an Apple service. What does that tell you? Well, Apple is becoming a software business. Again, they were always doing software at some point, and they focused on hardware aggressively for years, but now they're moving back into services because they've got a locked ecosystem. They've got the App Store, they've got the integrated device, and then everything works together. And so that's why their services business is becoming more important. In the same way that Google is working with the Pixel phone and getting that into market, in the same way that Meta is trying to work with hardware and Oculus, sure, there could be a defensive position here to try and take some of that revenue away and build an ad business to support their hardware. But I actually think the days of Apple's hardware are kind of over. I think, I mean, the growth and the opportunity is all in software and to really lock customers in and deeper into their ecosystem. I've got Apple Fitness, I've got Apple Music, and it's all integrated and wonderful because it all works together. How many companies can offer that? Not many. Yeah, I could only think of one other, which would be Google. And they're also playing in this AR VR game as well. At the end of the day, I still think that Apple considers itself to be primarily a hardware company and that a lot of what they're doing in advertising, my personal opinion, no specific data to back it up. But from a strategy perspective, pulling the rug out from under Facebook, who is leading the charge in AR and VR, 
and basically making it harder for them to gain mass adoption because they're going to be able to personalize less seems like it's a defensive move based on the hardware business, not specifically focused on software and advertising. Just my thought. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly. If you'd like to get in touch with Juan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Juan Mendoza. That's spelled crazy pants. J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D, the number zero, Z-4. Or you could just go to his website, which is themartechweekly.com. A lot easier to spell. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, or you can subscribe to the MarTech Weekly newsletter. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.